what unique value does your product or service offer that attracts new customers? Realness. <laughs> I'm not for the fluff. Um, I just believe in being 100% honest with people. If I feel like it doesn't make sense and you tell me that's what you want to post, I'm going to tell you why, it ain't gonna, why we shouldn't post it. And if you say, girl, I still want to post it, it's your business. Like I tell you all the time, I'm going to be a buck with you, but it's your business. So if you're like, you really want to do it, you're in control. This is your company. But from my expert opinion, I'm not afraid to give my recommendations. I'm not afraid to speak up when it needs to be spoken. I'm not afraid to educate you. A lot of businesses, when they when you hire them, they don't educate you along the way. I want to make sure that you know everything we're doing and why we're doing it so that you can feel empowered and know that, okay, this decision will make it and makes a lot of sense. I've even had a client tell me, um, to tell her that whenever she keeps on asking for things, extra stuff, she'd be like, just say I'm doing too much. Okay, I'll tell you you're doing too much because <laughs> she's like, you know what you're doing. You've been doing this for a minute. Like, I know girl, I'll be carrying away sometimes. And so... I like, I feel like my unique perspective is my raw, realness approach to make people understand that I'm fully here to make you win. Because whether you pay me or not, I'm going to be good regardless. Like, I don't need this to, to maintain my living. You know what I'm saying? So I want to make sure women know that anything I tell you or do for your business is because I truly want to see you win. So it's so important for businesses to get people into their email list, into their funnel so they can nurture them. Because what I tell my clients is, especially coaches and consultants, I work with them primarily. When people find you, they don't really know you. They kind of got an idea. I like their content. It's really good, but I don't really know if I want to buy from them. They're going to download your lead magnet. If your lead magnet is valuable enough, they will then take that lead magnet and say, let me book a call. Let me hire them because now every, every time I'm getting in touch with this brand, I'm loving every point I'm getting in touch with them. It's just, it's just the essence of showing them more of me so they can connect with me versus something else. Because if I, and let's be honest, if we're trying to buy from one brand over the next brand, we're going to buy from a brand we feel like we can connect with. If I feel like I can see her, I see me in her, I like her, she's like a friend of mine versus somebody else, they're going to choose me. So my goal is to always make sure that you can see my realness, my rawness. Yes, I'm calling you out. Yes, I'm telling you like it is, but I'm doing it from a place of love. So that's what I use to my advantage. And that's what drew people to me. And when I ask them, like, why did you choose me? They always say that's what it was. Yesterday, I did a mindset post. A lot of times, it's not that we can't achieve the goals we want to achieve. A lot of times, it's because we're in our own head and we're stopping ourselves from reaching that next level because we're telling ourselves we can't do it and we don't have what it takes and we're not as good as somebody else. And and I, I also learned too, working with clients who have more followers than me, who have been in the game longer than me, that every level, every client I've had has had imposter syndrome. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the hour of change podcast and as you guys know with every episode you would never think the same you would never move the same you never work the same you never think the same because the information we provide will transform your life and um today is no different we have a guest that has built a business and um you know this is a business podcast personal development podcast and we are here to provide information that is going to not only help you build your business, but also help you become a better person as well. So we are going to talk all things business, all things personal development, and um, everything in between. So um, before we get right into it, Miss um, Dotson, it's a pleasure to have you. I want to say thank you for allowing me to have this time with you. I am honored, and um, I don't take it for granted because it could be anything you you could be literally doing anything else right now, but you decide to give me your time right now, and I am grateful for that. Um, you run a social media 
marketing agency. And um, that's something that I know the world is revolving around. The world is revolving around right now, social media. And a lot of people aspire to become influencers. Well, let me just say this. A lot of people aspire to make money on social media. And that's something that you know how to do. So I want to dig into that. But before I get into that, let's say, let's just role play for a second, right? Okay. Let's say, let's say you get invited to a networking event, right? You at this networking event is a high level networking event, and um, they offer you a chance to speak, to introduce yourself, to tell people in the room what it is that you do. Uh, they hand you the microphone. You walk up on stage. What do you say? How do you introduce yourself and tell people in the room what it is that you do? I say I'm Alita Dotson. I am known as Simple Alita on all social media platforms. I allow you to put it into countless hours of creating content, trying to figure out what to post, what not to post, happen to log into your social media, and I actually help you dominate your social media by managing your account for you. Um, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, what made you want to get in this industry? Ooh, so it was by accident. It never crossed my mind uh, what they do, how they do it. Um, in 2021 of January, I had a business um, in the Atlanta area. I'm located in Virginia. Reach out to me via DM asking me to manage their platform. I messaged them back like, um, let me check into that. Let me see what that entails and I'll get right back to you. Right. Um, once I did a little further research, I was like, oh, okay, I could probably do this. I messaged them back because I'm, I'm a person that lives by integrity and being honest and things like that. I let them know that I've never done this before outside of my own account, but I do not mind working on their account as a practice account and seeing how it goes. Um, and from that, January 2021, that ended up being a two-year partnership for their marketing team. Wow. Um, yeah. Before I get into the whole marketing team part of it, I want to know what made them want to reach out to you? What did you have going on for them to be like, you know what? We want to work with her. Um, I just manage my own social... I am going to say manage because at that time I didn't know that's what I was doing. Right. I was just posting content on social media that I felt like was valuable, had some meaning, could impact people's lives. And I was just showing up as myself authentically. And that's what gravitated this client um, as well as other clients to me. All right. Okay. Okay. And at that time, what kind of content was you posting? Did you already know your audience or were you just posting? Listen, I was working, when I started, I was working as a coatings inspector, I want to say. Was I doing that? I was doing painting. I either was spray painting or coatings inspector during that time. So I had no idea about my audience, a business. It could be profitable. <laughs> it was making mad money. No, I just knew that. I, I just naturally, first off, I'm a woman empowerment speaker by nature. I've speak and spoken at plenty of events. So I use that to my advantage and just spoke to people who could resonate with what I was saying. Did I know who they were? No, I didn't know anything about their demographics, their, um, their race, none of that. I just knew that I wanted to impact somebody's life, however I could impact their life. So whether that's um, posting motivational content, 
talk a little bit more, my, more about myself and the things I've been through. I just wanted to make people like see me without having to actually meet me. So that's all I really did. I didn't really notice that it was lucrative and that I could actually make a business out of this or that um there was actually a real one. Like when you, to me, when you do things in life, you know that you're doing them for a reason, but you really don't track what you're doing. So it's like, yeah, there's a strategy. Yeah, there's some steps I got to take. Yeah, these all things need to happen for this to come into play. But you're really not realizing like, this is a whole process that you're actually doing that you don't even know that's what you're doing. So when I realized all that, it was like, we got something here. We got something. Yeah. We got you. And um, you said that you didn't even know it was going to be lucrative. So I want to know at what point did you realize it was going to be lucrative? Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing it was at that point when when uh, the, that uh, company had reached out to you. No. So I didn't realize it was going to be lucrative until, because I was just doing it for this particular business. I wasn't, I still wasn't even promoting it as a service because I just was like, I'm doing this for this business. It's cool. I naturally want to help people succeed, especially women. So I, it just was something I wanted to do regardless. Um, and however I could help them was going to be perfect for me. Um, it wasn't until a year, not a year, about like seven, eight, Months later, another business reached out to me via DM to manage their account. And I was like, oh, maybe this is a real thing. Right. <laughs> from that point, from that second business, I started managing them. They wanted me to manage them during their seasonal period for like Black Friday. So once that business, we worked together and I helped her make 1,515 minutes for Black Friday when she first launched her sale. I was like, oh, right. we got say, something. Say that again. I helped her launch $1,500 in 15 minutes for her business during Black Friday season. So you helped when I, her launch $1,500 in 15 minutes? Yeah, so not launch, but she had came out with some new products because she's a wholesale company. And um, right. she was like, she was sitting there messaging me like, girl, I don't know. I know I've been slacking with giving you my content and this, that, and the third. And I was like, girl, we're going to be all right. We're going to, you got to hype him, so we're going to be good. And then as we're posting on her social media, I'm looking, I'm like, and she was like, you won't believe it. I was like, what? I just made 1500 in 15 minutes. And I'm like, I'm thinking she's, you kidding, girl, stop playing. Right. And then when she posted it on her page, it had to keep on, she had it like, she, she sold out from the first set she had. And mind you, she kept a lot of inventory. So it wasn't like she didn't have a lot of inventory. She had to do three um, pre-orders on that same item. Because it sold out every single time that same night. So on top of that 1500 she had to do pre-orders after that because people kept asking wow. for it. So when, when that all happened, it was like, no, you know what you're doing. We really have something here. Like, it's beyond just people reaching out to you. You know what you're doing. And it's time to really take this thing serious. So and that's when it happened. And in that, what you think changed? Was it, I guess, it's a combination of the product that she have and what you were doing? What did you do to make it just hit like that? So anytime you're managing anybody's account, even your own, you got to know the audience. So the first business I managed was a Atlanta hair salon. So that's service-based. And I got this product base over here that is located in Chicago. It's a 21-year-old girl. At the time, I think she was 20, um, managing a business, going to college, and all that good stuff. So I had to learn her audience, which was boss girls, young girls that want to get money and want to be able to go to school and still have their own. So when I learned her audience, it allowed me to be able to create content that spoke directly to them, whether that be motivational product content, helping her come up with a content strategy and staying on it. We And I'm not going to flex, like because she was having a sale, we posted like four to five times a day. 
So it was like, and when I say we, I say we because it was her business, but I did the posting for her four to five times a day. I did her engagement strategy, also posted in her stories, communicated through the DM. So we built like this strong community that was ready to buy. When she dropped, they were ready. How did you, how did you learn her audience? Well, how long does it take you to learn someone's audience? <laughs> it depends. So what I tell people is, this on, um, when we get past the discovery call, they sign their contract, invoice, all that stuff. What I tell people, and I tell this in the discovery call too, when you hire me for a service, I only can know your audience as good as you know your audience. So with that mm. being said, when I create your content, when I write your captions and things like that, even when I have my assistant help, we only can do as good as you do. So when we create all these things and we send it over to you to approve this document or request edits, if you're saying, oh, everything is good, everything's good, we're going to keep on pushing. But if everything really isn't good because you don't know your audience, then there's a disconnect. So the quickest I've learned somebody's audience is within 30 days. But again, that depends on the brand. I personally love working with brands who are very clear on who their target audience is because it allows me to come in. It allows me to create the content, captions, and all that stuff. And for me, when you work with somebody first on you're gonna you're not gonna have everything 100 right even if they fill out my right. questionnaire on their target audience but every time a person comes and say hey can we use that word instead of that one hey i call my girls this like i have this thing where i say what is the word that you call your your community it could be sis girl boo friend like, i need all that i need right. all that tea so all those little things that they feel like don't really matter those are a significant important part of their business that helps me learn their audience so when I'm creating this cash and I'm creating this content, it speaks directly to them because the goal when you're on social media, whether you run an agency or running your own business, you want to be able to speak directly to your audience where they're looking at that post like, not you calling me out. Yes, I am. So that's the goal of it. So what, let's say someone feels like they have a good product, right? They have a good product, but they don't know their audience and they come to you. How do you... What's that situation like? How do you help that person? I tell that person. Oh, have you experienced that before? Mm-hmm. So I've experienced that a couple of times. A lot of people, when they come to me, a lot of businesses want to be multifaceted. I'm, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I want to do everything under the sun. I'm capable of doing everything. I have 21 businesses and the list goes on and on. And what I try to get people to understand is when you're just starting out, you want to have one main focal point. You're not a and not say this in shade, but you're not a celebrity. You're not a, a millionaire. You're not you're not somebody who's been in the game for years, where they can come out and come out with twenty different lines, and people are gonna buy just because of who they are. We're not Rihanna. Right. We're not Beyonce. We just can't depend on that. So I tell people to let's hone into who you were before you got started, because in most cases, when we start our business, we're starting because we seen something lacking that we couldn't get. So now we're trying to fulfill those shoes, and and when you tap into that part of it. It allows you to be more clear, like, okay, man, like, and honestly, because I work with a lot of coaches too. When you find out that thing that was missing, when you started, you're able to talk to that person that you wish you had talked to you. So now you're talking to yourself, but you're like talking back because you can't educate somebody who's further along than you, but you can take somebody who's like trying to get where you are. You can right. bring them to this, this level of where you are. 100%, 100%. So I, I, I know, I won't, well, let me don't say that. I just want to digress a little bit now. Let's digress okay. because- we got straight off into the business, but I want to yeah. know who were you before all of this happened? Like, Ooh. where were you at before all of this happened? Okay, so first off, people don't know I loved my full time job. Like, I I'm not like one of those people. Like, oh my god, I'm just gonna work for the man until I slave. No, I'm not that girl. 
but I am the girl who, so when I started working in the, the um, labor industry at the shipyard, I started off as a brush and roll painter, moved up to a makeup foreman, when I went and got uh, qualified to spray paint. And then from that point, I started doing paint inspecting for the government Navy vessels and submarines. So really, I, yeah, so I love what like, I did. That sounds like a very interesting job. It is. I loved it. I did it since 2007. I didn't quit until uh, 2022. So I really enjoyed what I did. Um, it came for me when I quit the job was only because they wanted me to switch shifts and I didn't want it to interfere with my business. That is mm. the only reason I quit. So I'm an advocate of stay at your full-time job, keep that income coming as long as you can and as long as you're happy. Um, so before I became into the digital world, I love women empowerment. I stand by it. I live by it. I breathe it. I, that is me. If I can speak life into somebody, I'm going to do it every chance I get because that's what I live by. Um, so with that being said, before I started my business, I kind of, I, I guess I kind of was the same because my business wasn't intentional. It was by accident. So it wasn't like I was going through some dark moment. I hated my job. I needed something new. I was just a, a regular girl who had a woman who had a full-time job that she enjoyed seeing somebody say, oh, I need you. And then it was like, okay, so I'm used to helping people in real life who I feel like don't take pride in the help you're giving. They can't have people that you give out handouts when they just keep on messing up and keep on messing up. Right. That was me. I was always helping people. So when I found an opportunity where I could help women who truly wanted to be helped and wanted to take that help and put, put their self into another position, it was like, this is my lane. I can help women the way I want to help women, but I can help those who really want to get the help, to get their life to the next level versus just getting the help and then falling back off the face of the earth. So that's where I, that's where I was when I started. Got you. You you said something that I want to touch on real quick. You said that the the moment you had to quit your job was it was a deciding factor between shift uh shifting shifts, changing shifts, yeah. mm -hmm. or because you didn't want it to interfere with your business. What I hear is God puts you right there in that moment, like okay, which one are you gonna choose? You gonna <laughs> You, you're going to keep this job or you're going to step into this thing that, that you've yeah. been doing. And you made the decision to go full time. Yeah. What was that? Was that a hard decision to make? Um, at that time, no. <laughs> um, I say no, because I had a dark period at that previous job prior to getting brought back um, as a coding's inspector. So I feel like when you quit a job, you then know that you can quit again and still survive. So mm. it it wasn't as hard that I had never left that job and I had been there like I went I was working there from 2007 to 2017. If I had never had that lapse for like a year and a half, I would have never quit more than likely because this is what I've come accustomed to, this is what I'm used to. But once you quit anything in life and you're able to start something new, you realize that I can do anything. Nothing can stop me, and that's that's the deciding factor for me. And um, so when I walked away, it was kind of like, okay, you got this. And I just kept going. Just <laughs> I had, kept there was, going. At that time, yeah, at that time, you can't let off the gas because when you put your full time, that's your main source of income that right. no matter whether you're getting clients or not, that money's coming. So I could never let off the, the gas at that point because it was like, I depend on me now. Real life depend on me. Which brings me to an interesting point um, of I've known people to quit their job without having another form of income coming in. And some people will be like, man, I'm going to do it and it's going to work out some way, somehow.
but for me, sometimes I'll, I'll be in my head like, you know what? I'm not quitting or I'm not leaving this thing unless I know that I have something else that I could do that's bringing in revenue or bringing in income. Did your, was your business making enough money to support you at that time? Or was like, you know what? I'm leaving this job and we got to make this thing work. You are in my business. Okay, so yes. <laughs> my business was making enough to um, replace my full-time job. I'm not even going to lie. It was, had it had it not been, I probably would have still, probably would have still quit, but I would have been more like, how can I do this more? Like, because mine was like, okay, you want to switch my shift starting Monday? Okay, well, this is my last day. And that was it. So it had it had been a different conversation, it might have might have made me like, okay, let me put my two weeks in and get a little bit more money or whatever. But um, I know people who do both as well. I feel like for those who say I want to wait until I know I'm, something's going to work for me, I feel like you never really know. If we're honest in life, life always has a way of happening. Even when you're up on your high horses, life has a way of bringing you back down. So if we always wait until we know for a fact or into that perfect moment, perfect time, perfect whatever it is we're looking for before we just walk away from something, we'll be waiting for forever because we can't guarantee that perfect moment will ever happen. Sometimes you got to just take that leap of faith and bet on yourself. Gotcha. Gotcha. A hundred percent correct. You are right about that. And look, I'm going to get into your business. I'm, I'm going to get into your business a little bit, but look, you don't have to answer the questions that you don't want to. Got You're Okay. Good. <laughs> okay, You're good. good. So I, so I, at that moment when you quit, how much was your business? Not you. Cause I know it was a difference between how much you make and how much your business make. That's two different things, two different entities. How much was your business making at that point when you decided to quit? If you um, can remember. I want to say 10K to 12K a month. Amazing. So I want to say that's what I was making, yeah. And I, the way I did it was I kind of was like, this is how much I make in my full time. So that means I got to make this or better on my business because I'm not going to downplay myself to go back, you know right. what I'm saying, to make less than what I made when I had a full time. That doesn't make sense to me. So, yeah, right. I was pretty good. That's amazing. That's amazing. And um, what I want to know is for the person that's been thinking of getting into this industry, right? Um, what kind of advice would you have for that person that want to start a social media marketing agency? I would say first, do your research. I wouldn't say start with an agency first. I would say first start as a social media manager just to kind of get your feet wet, get some, get some type of reviews from clientele, get your portfolio up. Even if you got to create pages to kind of show your experience or create mock-up pages, but you want to start somewhere as far as getting that type of proof that says, I can do this because now brands are leaning more into social media marketing because it's, or you can do it organically or pay, but it, it's very beneficial to the brands to connect with their audience. So that means more brands are going to need it. But what that also means is there's going to be more competition of who's going to, who they're going to hire. So you want to make sure that you start first by doing your market research. Once you've done your market research, you want to then start finding ways that you can work for companies, whether it's nonprofit, church, a business who wants just a startup social media manager and start building your portfolio. Because when brands want to work with somebody, they're going to look into those things and be like, okay, am I going to work with them? Do you have a portfolio? Do you have some case studies? Do you have um, reviews that you can send my way? Brands are getting smarter and there's accounts out there like me who try to educate brands on how they can find the right person that's fit for their business. Because not every social media manager or strategist is meant for you to work with. Right. And you said, I got two questions. You said, do your market research. Yes. How do you do your market research? And then two, 
what exactly does a social media manager like what what all does that cover so the social media manager <clears throat> it depends on who you talk to everybody has their own definition that is why i created the outsource like a ceo guy where it breaks down different um roles that they can play and so you can find out what part you need your business to play from a lot of us social media manager is just simply basic it's somebody who You've already created your content strategy for your business. You already know your engagement strategy. You just want somebody there to post your content for you. That's what social media managers do. They're not going to come up with your marketing campaign, your content strategy. They're not going to. They're not going to know nothing. They're pretty much coming there as your whatever you say do. They're going to do, which is fine. But it's only fine if a business already has a strategy in place that you need this person to go ahead and run with. Um, when it comes to market research, the the main ones I say do is research the industry research um how you can perform better than your competitors and we all say you can collaborate collaboration all that good stuff yes but you still want to research your competitors those who are in the game have been doing it doesn't matter how long but they are showing up on social media people are gravitating towards their content you want to start looking at their page and saying hey what are they doing what are they not doing what are they not doing that i can tap myself into to kind of make myself stand out in this industry what questions are their audiences asking you want to do all, all that is market research you want to go into these facebook groups you want to go on to like reddit and core and stuff and, and ask people i love facebook groups because i always say most of the time if you know how to find the right facebook group you can find your audience go on that group and say hey have you ever thought about hiring a, show, a social media manager or a team what are some things that have stopped you from doing that? What are some things you struggle with? What are you looking for when you hire that team? All that's market research, and it helps you prepare yourself to create an irresistible offer. It helps you prepare yourself to stand out. It helps you become that person they can go to when they need your help. Man, you sound like my wife right now because she loves us on Facebook groups. Boy, that yeah. girl will be, she'll be <laughs> in like 30 Facebook groups asking yes. all the questions. She'd be in them yes. groups. <laughs> Man. That's where the audience is at. They're, they're in them groups and people people overlook market research. We, none of us like it. It's a very daunting task. It takes a lot of time. It's actually really boring. Um, but it, it gives you a competitive advantage, one. And then two, when you perform that market research, it's not like I'm going to do it this one time before I start my business and that's it. Market research is owing, going your entire process of your business. So if you don't like to do it, you better find somebody to do it for you or you will always find yourself behind the curveball. And do is that something that you offer for market research? Market research. Yeah, so for clients only. So when the clients come hire us, we do perform their market research the entire time they're with our company. So we'll start when they begin, and every time we get, we will always make sure our market research is up to date. We'll let them know about any industry trends that's going on, anything, any changes in the industry, anything that they feel we feel like they need to know for their business purposes. I also send out a weekly newsletter letting people know like what's going on with the social media streets so they can kind of keep up to date on what's going on. So we try to keep the people informed as much as possible when it comes to a lot of people don't like to look into that themselves. Gotcha. One question I have for you right now. What is the biggest challenge you are experiencing in entrepreneurship right now? The biggest challenge for me I'm not experiencing a huge challenge right now, but the one that I really did have to overcome is mindset, is, was my biggest challenge to overcome. Um, and I say that because it's still an ongoing thing that we all deal with as we keep continuing to grow, continue to grow. But um, it was one of the, the, the huge factors that I had to really like work on and do some inner work on for me to grow my business. What about mindset? What exactly was it? It's always that feeling of, am I doing as much as I can do? Am I good enough? 
am I um, able to give the results that I can give? Like I've given clients results. The Atlanta business I managed for two years, opened up a second uh, hair salon fully staffed. So I have the proof that I've done it. But it's like, am I still good enough? Am I good enough to give people the results I say I can give them the results that they want? Um, I started feeling those feelings of imposter syndrome and um, comparing myself a lot and feeling like because I didn't have 10 years in the game, because I haven't, had, I don't have a marketing degree, am I really as good as everybody else on social media? But the irony of that is people who have been in the game for 10 plus years all respect me as somebody who knows my stuff. So I had to learn to one, check out my reviews, um, to check out my messages from my clients, from my peers, I had to learn to um, do inner work and be like, girl, you got this. I also, ironically, off social media, started getting back into the gym really heavy, which helped me work on my mindset a lot um, because being in business is like going to the gym trying to lose weight. It's, it's always going to be like a plateau. You're going to probably be like, you know, beating your head a little bit, but you got to keep going. So right. all those things I had to do to get me back to where it's like, you can do this. Like, the only person that's going to stop you from doing it is you. And that's why, like, even when I posted on social media yesterday, I did a mindset post. A lot of times, it's not that we can't achieve the goals we want to achieve. A lot of times, it's because we're in our own head and we're stopping ourselves from reaching that next level because we're telling ourselves we can't do it and we don't have what it takes and we're not as good as somebody else. And, and I, I also learned, too, working with clients who have more followers than me, who have been in the game longer than me, that every level, every client I've had has had imposter syndrome. So <laughs> it's not something just smaller businesses feel. It's something that we all share commonly in our own personal lives that I get privy to that they tell me that they trust to tell me this. So it makes me like, oh, okay, so it's not just me or other people. It's everybody that a lot of people would be surprised that accounts they love so much still deal with imposter syndrome. So when we learn to focus, focus on our mindset more, like I did, it allows you to get over that hump and be like, okay, now I'm here. Now my mindset is good for January. February might be a different conversation. Right. So it's, it's always a day-to-day -day <laughs> process. <laughs> uh, how does one focus on their mindset? So the main things I say do is remember who you are, what you have to bring to the table, your own unique experience, perspective, thought process, upbringing, all those shape you to be who you are. You just said, remember who you are. And I feel like there's a lot of people out here that don't even know who they are. So can we, can we peel back the layer even one more step? How do, you, how do you even find out who you are? Sometimes it just takes a little deep dive soul searching. Sometimes you got to, because sometimes we've been in relationships, we've, we've raised kids, um, we've had full-time jobs, we've lost our identity, and we forget who we are as a person. Sometimes you got to peel back and be like, who am I? And if you don't know, it's okay to say, I don't know who I am. But figure it out. Um, and like I said, for me, it was getting back in the gym. Remember, like, girl, you didn't accomplish so much in your life. A lot of times we don't give ourselves enough credit. So sometimes we're like, okay, I'm not good enough. It's because we haven't realized, like, when you write down all the things you've accomplished, the gratitude journals, all those things, you're like, okay, I've accomplished a whole lot. But most of the time, if you're anything like me, I will accomplish something and keep going there's no pause moment where i can just sit in that moment and celebrate i always have to keep going and i feel like my keep going mentality also hinders me from seeing you really know yourself you really are who you say you are and i think sometimes you have to take a step back ask myself well, who am i what i love to do why did i start this how can i impact impact people what commonalities do i share with the people that i'm trying to impact realize who you are and then the accomplishments that you have already overcame and that's how you find, like, guess how you shift your mindset from being like, I'm not good enough. Um, I can't do this and be like, 
this is who I am and this is why I am the way I am. This is how I can produce the results I can produce. 100%. I couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more. Now, <clears throat> social media. So you, you have said that for the person that's wanting to start out and get into this industry, you said that they should first start off being a social media marketer first before I get into, get into an agency. At what point do you, well, more directed to you, at what point did you go from being just a manager to an agency? When I realized I couldn't do it by myself. So <laughs> when you when you start off, you're like, okay, I got this. I, I wasn't trying to have like a full on one, 20 people working under me. I wasn't trying to have um, 20 clients and stuff like that. But even when you get a certain amount, I feel like for a social media manager, you only can have, to me, a maximum of four clients where you can really produce results for them without burning yourself out at the same time. So once I realized one people wanted to work with me, I realized, okay, you got to get some help. You got to get a team. It's time to start scaling this business and get you people that you need on your side to help you continue to grow. So that's when I was like, okay, I'm tired of being tired. Let me start hiring a team that can actually help me create this vision and help people out the way I want to help them. And that's when I ventured over that way. Um, agency isn't for everybody. Some people just are comfortable with making just enough to survive, and that's fine too. I think it's all about defining where you want to be at in life and how you see your future, and then assessing like, is it an agency? Do I just want to manage three to four accounts, and I'm good with that because that's all I want to do, or do I really want to build something that's lucrative? And I have a lot of people working under me. I have a lot of clients. Like you have to figure out first what it is that you want to do and how you see your future, and then create your steps accordingly to get you to that point. Got you. So under your agency right now, how many clients do you have? I have six clients. Then I also do one-on-one -on -one group coaching for 90 days. Um, I have two clients for that. And then I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching and one-and-done coaching. So they can book that whenever they see necessary for their business. And for the for the one-on-one -on -one coaching, that is teaching uh, how to become a social media agency? Uh, no. social media manager mm -mm. it's for people who are like i want one-on-one -on -one coaching but i know this one and done service is going to still leave me with a lot of questions so i want to get ongoing coaching for the next three months so that i can if anytime i have a question i can come ask you we also have bi-weekly meetings so that's for somebody who's more like i want to manage my own social media because i have the time to do it but i need to make sure i have somebody that can give me the guidance along the way because i feel like people miss people misunderstand you don't always have to have a social media team just because you don't have a strategy. You're not getting the results you want to get. Sometimes you just need coaching. You don't always need people think, oh, I got to hire a team because I'm not getting the results I'm, I want to get. And no, a team is when you lack the time, you lack the knowledge, you don't, you don't care to know anything about it. That's when your team comes into play. When you just like, I'm struggling, I need a little help, a little guidance. It's almost like a coach in basketball. That's when you get your one-on-one -on -one coaching to help you along the way as you continue your school. Right. Got you, got you. That's what that that's what the coaching program is about. Yes, that's amazing. That's amazing. <clears throat> if you can start your entrepreneurship journey over again, what would you have done faster? Pay for courses, pay for classes, pay for coaching. It would have been the first thing I would have invested in. I wouldn't have tried to learn everything on my own. I would have, and I'm not gonna flex. I learned a lot of stuff on my own. But my second year, which was last year, I started investing more in coaching programs, one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching, group coaching. Like I wanted to educate myself even more. But 
if I could have learned, if I could have started over again, that's one thing I would have invested in sooner. I also would have avoided buying and downloading so many apps and things that everybody's telling you you need so that you can run a lucrative business. And I would have did more research and found out what it is I needed. And then I would have bought accordingly. And how was these coaching, coaching uh, programs helped you? It helped me a lot. Um, I'm very selective on who I pick. I've only had one coaching um, session that I was like, ugh, a waste of money. But the other ones I pick, and I think it's because, and this is from a coaching perspective too, the um, the three coaches I did pick had four in total. But the three, I, I lied, I had like five and two a waste of time. But the three I picked that I feel like were the, the most profitable as far as giving me the knowledge I needed or people that I had already built a relationship with on social media. I had already conversed, conversed with them through DM, through their content. So I was already familiar with them. So being familiar with somebody, it allows me to build my trust with them. It also allowed me to build a connection relationship. So therefore, I knew that they had my best interest at heart as a business owner. It wasn't like, let me just get her a check and that's it. Um, the other two coaches, that's kind of how it felt. Like once I got the money, it was like, that was it. So I, I, that's why I, I strongly encourage people when you're trying to book a service or, or buy a coaching program or whatever the case may be, get to know these people in their DMs. Like really converse with these people before you buy with them because the ones who, to me, helped me out the most were the ones who I built true relationships with that um, we actually message even outside of social media. So, yeah. And you, you just brought me to a, a, a thought that you said that we should get to know them before we buy from them. So I want to know how long did it take you to get to know them before you decided to spend money from them? Because I've seen a lot of things on social media where they'd be like, hey, in sales, someone will have to like, they, they got to get to know you first. The, hold up, no. They said that the people that know you have already decided or not if they want to buy from you. And, they, and, and I also heard something like, um, Remember that the people that is going to buy from you have to assume that they don't know you. So my question to you is, how long did you feel like it took you to get to know this person before you decided to buy from them? All of them were like a year, a year and a half um, relationships that I had built on social media. Um I do agree with the statement, like people got to get to know you. When somebody comes on your page, you have to assume they know nothing about your business because depending on when they're coming on your page and how often you post, they probably don't know anything about your business. So the main thing is to not necessarily convince them to want to work with you, but you have to answer every objection they have in their mind so they can want to work with you. If you're not answering those objections and having them be like, yeah, I want to go with this person, they're not going to pick you. Um, for me, I've learned that I've had a lot of a lot of my clients never follow my social media, but will hire me to manage their social media account. So I want people to stop feeling like, oh, they, they didn't follow me. They're not going to. No, it's not about that. It's about building that connection where they can see that you're a real person, that you really care. And that's how you land your clients. Ironically, a lot of my clients that I land when I ask them, what made you pick me? What made you? How did you find my page? It's always Instagram through a hashtag. Then I always ask them, like, what made you want to hire me? Not because I'm second guessing myself, but there's a lot of people out there that do what I do. And I want to know what made me stand out to you. A lot of them say they love how I come on social media. They love my videos. They love my passion. They can really feel like I'm talking to them. I'm like, they call me their sister, their cousin, their friend, their family. I give them that relationship. And that's all. You don't get those words without building that trust first. Agreed. Agreed. <clears throat> can you describe a time when you had to pivot your business strategy and what led to that decision? 
Yes. Um, being on social media, um, sometimes you'll get to this point where your content will plateau. I always let it to working out because sometimes you'll work out so much, everything will just be plateaued. And like now you're not seeing any results because you've lost so much, you're going to lose. You need to shift your whole process. So being on social media, my content wasn't giving me what I needed it to give. I wasn't getting the results I wanted to see. So I was like, it's time to switch up some things. It's time to try some new things out. Let's see what we can do with this, this, and this. And let's see how it plays out. A lot of businesses, when they're on social media, um, they forget that if it doesn't work, it's okay to try something new. It's okay if that new thing doesn't work. What is not okay is just standing in a place saying, this isn't working, but I'm not going to move because I'm scared to make a move. And that's what I refused. I I knew I had to pivot. And what what was the what was the pivot trying something new yeah i had to try i feel like my content was getting like a little bloody tired of seeing it let's give them something else let's give them something that's still going to be valuable let's let's pique their interest a little bit more because now everybody's on social media so i got to make sure i stand out to my community not to the whole social media but to my community so now i want to know what did you do differently i started showing me more um love my rants on social media. I do these video reels where I'll just sit, I'll prop my phone up and I'll go outside or I'll be in my office and I'll just think of a question somebody normally asks on social media. I just go on a rant. And, but it'd be funny. But I just go into like a whole bunch of rants and I just keep the same. I just run through a whole bunch of videos and I post it. But people love my sense of humor. They love my witty sassiness. They love the value I'm giving. They can tell I'm extra passionate. Um, it's just it's just the essence of showing them more of me so they can connect with me versus something else. Because if I, and let's be honest, if we're trying to buy from one brand over the next brand, we're going to buy from a brand we feel like we can connect with. If I feel like I can see her, I see me in her, I like her, she's like a friend of mine versus somebody else, they're going to choose me. So my goal is to always make sure that you can see my realness, my rawness. Yes, I'm calling you out. Yes, I'm telling you like it is, but I'm doing it from a place of love. So that's what I use to my advantage. And that's what drew people to me. And when I ask them, like, why did you choose me? They always say that's what it was. And, when, and once you notice that, okay, oh, I'm onto something here. I guess you leaned more and more into that thing. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. What initiatives do you build? Sorry. What initiatives do you have in place to build long-term relationships with your existing customers? initiatives i need to work on those a little bit more but um (laughs) for my long-term customers i um my vision for this year honestly is to start sending out gifts because i 90 percent of my customers stay past the year so at one point when we go back to the mindset conversation we had earlier i used to feel like i wasn't good enough because i wasn't getting reviews all the time but it's kind of hard to always get reviews if your clients aren't going anywhere because they're only gonna leave a review every single month so i had to like lifetime value the customers are still saying that's that's not a downfall that's a win so i had to shift that mindset so now even this year i want to start finding ways whether it's sending out candles book an appointment for them to go to the spa i want to start like sending those things to my clients even when they first sign on because when you hire me you're trying to alleviate some duties that means you need some self-care let me find out a spa that's located near you so i can send you a gift card to go to this spa let me send you some candles so you can make your house smell good and get into your little zen era so that's that's the visual I have for the brand this year um, for ongoing clients. So start sending out those those sweet gifts so that they know that your business is appreciated, one, and so are you. Got you. <clears throat> I, and, and I like that. I like that. I like how you said that, you know, if you're coming to me, that means that you need some self-care, you need some time. And for you to think in that manner, I think that 
I think that I think you onto something with that one. And I think that th- it's those little small things like that that make people stay with you longer, but also they're gonna tell more people about your services as well. Yeah. So I think you wanted something and I definitely think you should implement it soon. Thank you. Okay. Soon. Yeah, so <laughs> okay. that's confirmation. Go ahead and make it happen. Okay. <laughs> um let's quickly talk about this. Uh what's the process like of hiring you? What's the process like? Um I'm a, I'm gonna be a little selfish here for okay. my own for my own reasons. Let's say I have a podcast and it's not growing the way I want it to grow. I know I'm connecting with people, business owners, and my content, I'm posting content, but it's not reaching people like, and I come to you, hey, I need some help because this thing is not, it's not moving the way I want to move. What is that conversation like? So um, when people want to work with me, we start off with the conversation with what's going on with their business. I'll send over a questionnaire to questionnaire allows me to see if I can even help the client. If, if I can't help them, I'll refer them to somebody who can. But it, let's say I can help you and everything looks good. Um, out from that point, you'll receive an immediate uh, link to book a call. We get on the phone call, we dive into your business, what your goals are. Um, from your goal point, we ask, are you able to, uh, like I ask questions like, do you feel like getting on video? Are you not into video? I'll look at your social media. I'll do the market research so I can kind of see where you're at for your business and what needs to be shifted. Um, from that point, after we've answered all the questions and went through the entire questionnaire, learning more about you as well as your business, how long you've been in business and things of that sort, well, then from that point, take that conversation over to the pricing packages. I break down all the pricing for the clients so you can know how much things cost. Um, if you have any additional questions, you'll also receive a pricing proposal so you'll know and be able to see everything that we discussed on that call. Well, Once I'm the you client. Decide, well, I'm I'm the, I'm the client right now, so let's talk about the pricing. What's the pricing? What, what's the packages you you have? <laughs> so I have one package that's a thousand that gets three posts per week on the feed, and then it also gets um six story posts. Now, depending on your business, the the relation whether I post two reels, a carousel, infographic, how that's gonna play out depends on where you're at in your business. Newer accounts to me. I recommend posting more reels, not saying we're not going to post carousels and infographics, but I want to post more reels to get your brand out there in front of more people. That could be anything from directly talking to the camera content. It could be behind the scenes tweets, depending on the business. If the person doesn't mind getting in front of the camera, we create the scripts, not for the client to go off a word for word for the script, but to give you some type of guidance so that you know what I'm going to say along the lines and you fix it your own way to make it sound like you, because that's what the whole goal is to keep your authentic voice present. We create your content strategy, your comments, all that stuff. I mean, your caption, all that stuff like that. Then we also have the 1650 where we brand your business on two platforms, four days a week, eight reels, same concept. Um, both packages have an engagement strategy that is in place where we engage with your community for you perform an inbound and outbound engagement. Um, and then the last one is what we That is monthly? On. Yes. Okay. Yes. And of course, they come with the market research and things like that, the graphic designs, all that good stuff. You get to approve your designs. I like it. I don't like it. This is what I don't like. And we change this up. All that stuff comes into play. We post the content for you. So all you got to do is create what we need to create as far as your video, whether it's behind the scenes or talking to the camera reels. And we do all the editing things on our own for you. The other part, the last one is where we do the um, two social media channels and email newsletter. We do that so not only are you getting people on social media, but you also can build that email list up and nurture them, nurture your community past social media. So I chose those packages mainly because I found that people are really struggling in those areas. You got people that are like, I, I don't know how to post every day. 
okay, let me get you on the three times a week. I then you got the ones in the middle who like I wanna I wanna scale my business to other platforms. That's where that one comes into play. And then there's one like, well, I got a good audience. I just need somebody to be consistently posted for me, but I need my emails done too because I don't have time to send emails. And I wanted to make sure that we had that available because eventually you'll have to get your audience off of social media into your email, into your funnel, into your um, flow of things so that you can get them to book a call, buy a product, um, anything, whatever you got in mind that you want to do, we have to make sure we get them off social media, get them there. So I wanted to make sure I created packages that would get you from that journey along that way. And for me, it's work. Clients will go from three times a week to four. They'll just keep going up because of how I have it staged. Got you. So it, it's staged in a way where, okay, we want to get them from the thousand to the sixteen fifty to the to the next package. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 And um, you had said something earlier about inbound and outbound. What's the difference between the two? Inbound is when somebody <clears throat> comments on your page, you respond back, you reply. Um, it's very selfish. Um, you're supposed to respond when people comment on your page. The people who only gives inbound, it's like I'm not gonna go out there and engage with your content. I'm only gonna engage whoever responds on mine. That's to me, that's what that is. Outbound is where we, we intentionally, strategically engage with your industry leaders, your target audience, your peers, and we build this connection. I've had clients where um, um one client recently said we did a um she had like a mastermind webinar type thing, and she actually said on the live that she would have never met over half her speakers had I not had engaged for her account. Wow. Because I do it so strategically. I had another client that is my current client that um she was saying that one of the people that I engage with now wants to do an Instagram live with her because she loves her content so much, the content that we currently create. So it's a lot of bonuses when it comes to hiring the right person for your business. Got you, got you. And um, you had said that you want to, the goal is to get your people off of Instagram into your email. How important is building up an email list? How important is that? It's super important. We think about the times where Instagram and Facebook have crashed. It happened, I think, two times that I can remember. And that people were panicking, like, oh, my God, it crashed. That's my business. But if you had an email list, it wouldn't matter how many platforms crashed you still got that email list. Businesses still are going to run whether Instagram and Facebook are here. They have other platforms they can run on once to get in touch with their audience. So it's so important for businesses to get people into their email list, into their funnel so they can nurture them. Because what I tell my clients is, especially coaches and consultants. I work with them primarily. When people find you, they don't really know you. They kind of got an idea. I like their content. It's really good, but I don't really know if I want to buy from them. They're going to download your lead magnet. If your lead magnet is valuable enough, they will then take that lead magnet and say, let me book a call. Let me hire them because now every, every time I'm getting in touch with this brand, I'm loving every point I'm getting in touch with them. I've had clients download my lead magnet and say it was a lot of information a lot to read, but they appreciated it so much they had to book a call. They had to hire me. And what is a I, lead I magnet? Sure a lead magnet is a freebie that you're giving your all. It could be a webinar. It could be a download. It could be like software tools, whatever your industry is. See, when I have clients, whatever the industry is, I give them an, a few ideas of how they could set up a lead magnet and what it could what it could entail. Um, we also create them for some clients if they need them. Um, but this this is something that you want to give your audience for free that's full of value that they can say, okay, I'm going to take that. Let me read on this. I like it. Let me hire them because you want to give them a taste of your brand. And if, if your lead magnet is full of trash, they're not going to ever book you because they're going to feel like everything about you is fluff. A lot of businesses sleep on lead magnets and that's why their business struggles. So I have a podcast and we interview entrepreneurs that have went out and built businesses. And um, we also talk about personal development and um, 
I'm also creating a podcast ebook. What type of lead magnet? The podcast ebook is going to be about how to start and launch a podcast. What kind of lead magnet would you recommend in that industry? You would have to book a call. No, so there we go. <laughs> you would have to book a call for all this tea. But I will say this: if you're, let's just say the last point that you made, if you're if you're doing a podcast, something about how to launch their own podcast, you would give them like you could do a downloadable guide on how to get started, tools they can need. Um, anything that you feel like that you wish you would have had in your hand. Like for me, I, the best way I can explain it without giving a lot away is when I created my lead magnet, I knew that if somebody was looking to hire a social media team. They wouldn't know the different roles that come into play. They wouldn't know. They wouldn't know the different marketing terms. They wouldn't know how this role, how this partnership plays out. So my goal is to educate you on all these things, so that when you hire somebody, you're ready to hire because I've already set you up, so that you know you have some type of knowledge. So when you hire this person, you know what you're looking for. So that's how you. I kind of that's how I kind of put it in play. Got you. We got a few more questions. I know we got to wrap up real soon. Um, and with with your pricing structure, with the three different packages that you have. How did you structure the prices? Like what, what, what led to those prices? If that makes sense, I'm trying to find the right way to structure this question. But how did you know? And what? I don't know how to say it. I'm trying to figure out how I pick my prices. That I just yes. How did you pick your prices? Yes, yes. How did you pick your prices? Yes. Because it may be someone. It may be someone that 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 is struggling with this. How should I how should I price my stuff? How should I price my offers? So if you are a social media manager, you are listening on how you should price your offers. I'm going to be releasing a free um, social media manager's guide that's going to give you pricing structures to start your pricing out so you can kind of have an idea how to do that. Because I did grow my business for two years. I didn't have a lot of marketing experience. I didn't have any social media experience. I just did what I knew how to do and that was help women. So I do I do plan on educating people more on that side. So I will have a guide out for that and I'll be putting it in my website. But to answer your question, I always say market research. You want to see what everybody else is charging in the industry. Um, I was told I should charge way more than what I charge. I just personally didn't want to do it. So I do have this pricing calculator that I use to plug in how long it takes me to do each and every service that is needed. And then I base the price on what information it gives me. Because I do have to pay for software. I do have to pay for tools that I'm going to need to run the business successfully and all that stuff. So I put all that into the, the uh, software and base my prices off of that. I also took into consideration the type of clients I wanted. I don't charge five hundred a month because I'm I, I have experience. I have a resume of think clients I've helped. It's on Google, right. like it's it's very well known. Um, on top of that, I don't want to work with clients who only want to pay five hundred. Typically, what I've experienced and what I've learned is clients who charge who want to charge you the cheapest or nickel and dime. You're the ones with who give you the most headache. I want businesses who know that posting on social media is more than following trends. It's more right. than um, jumping on every single new feature. It's more than having to be on social media all day. and It's more than having a perfect feed. I want clients who know that it's all about building the community, building authority, and, and really going a brand online that your audience can connect with. So not charging those $500, $400 a month has allowed me to stay away from those type clients because they're not my ideal clients. I want to work with women who know I'm a, I'm a thought leader. I, this is what I do. I'm good at whatever it is I'm good at. I'm not good at social media. You can handle that. So I got like you. those type women. Got you. We got two more questions. You had okay. said, um, you had said, lead magnets and then get them into the funnel. What is a funnel? The funnel is everything every business needs to have. It's pretty much a, the fancy word of Santa's system. Um, everything you do, like okay, when somebody lands on your page, they they found you through brand awareness, whether it's a reels, content, engagement, what they found you. 
Your goal is to get them to want to download whatever it is, whatever it is you have to offer. And then you want them to, when they download that freebie, <clears throat> they're going to sign up for your email list. Now they're in your funnel. They are no longer on social media. Now it's up to you as a business owner because they're in your funnel to start nurturing them to where they want to buy your offer. Every Got business you. needs, a, needs a, a funnel for their business. Got you. One last question we have here. What unique value does your product or service offer that attracts new customers? Realness. <laughs> I'm not for the fluff. Um, I just believe in being 100% honest with people. If I feel like it doesn't make sense and you tell me that's what you want to post, I'm going to tell you why, I ain't gonna, why we shouldn't post it. And if you say, girl, I still want to post it, it's your business. Like I tell you all the time, I'm going to be a buck with you, but it's your business. So if you're like, you really want to do it, you're in control. This is your company. But from my expert opinion, I'm not afraid to give my recommendations. I'm not afraid to speak up when it needs to be spoken. I'm not afraid to educate you. A lot of businesses, when they when you hire them, they don't educate you along the way. I want to make sure that you know everything we're doing and why we're doing it so that you can feel empowered and know that, okay, this decision will make it and makes a lot of sense. I've even had a client tell me, um, to tell her that whenever she keeps on asking for things, extra stuff, she'd be like, just say I'm doing too much. Okay, I'll tell you you're doing too much because <laughs> she's like, you know what you're doing. You've been doing this for a minute. Like, I know where I be carrying away sometimes. And so... I like, I feel like my unique perspective is my raw, realness approach to make people understand that I'm fully here to make you win. Because whether you pay me or not, I'm going to be good regardless. Like, I don't need this to, to maintain my living. You know what I'm saying? So I want to make sure women know that anything I tell you or do for your business is because I truly want to see you win. Got you. So two years ago, so two-year two full-time entrepreneur, correct? No. A year full-time entrepreneur, two years ago full-time business owner, like owning the business. Got you. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So in the beginning, we was at about 10K a month. Where we at now? We sitting comfortable. <laughs> sitting comfortable. I like yeah. that. I like that. I like that. And um, one last question before we get up out of here. I went to a networking event in Atlanta, and um, I stayed at an Airbnb, and I had the pleasure of meeting the owner of the Airbnb. We sat down, and um, we was talking. One of the most brilliant minds I've ever met before. And... Um, he offered to take me to the airport the next morning. And um, I was telling him about my podcast the night before. So the next morning, he brought me a sheet of paper. And on that paper, uh, he was like, hey, some, these are some things that I think you could add to your podcast. And um, he said, it was a question on there that said, the world is listening. If it's one piece of advice that you can give to humanity, what would it be? And I want to pose that question to you. One piece of advice. It's going to sound cliche, but I'm going to say to trust your own journey. Trust your own journey. Yeah, 100%. I feel like a lot of us get wrapped up in what everybody else has going on. Um, what's what's going on? Is it not going to work? Is it going to work? Um, this is not how I expected my life to be. And we get wrapped up in all the small things. But if we learn to lean into our own journey and embrace it as it comes, when we get to that next phase in life, we'll realize everything that we went through prepared us to get where we are today. Ms. Dotson, thank you so much for your time. It's thank been a you. pleasure. <laughs> and I am actually honestly looking forward to a part two because there's so much things that you said I just want to keep peeling back the layers, <laughs> keep peeling back the layers. <laughs> okay, okay. But like you told me before we got started that you had another appointment, another meeting you have to get to. And I respect your time. And I am grateful that you even gave me the opportunity to sit here with you. And I'm honored. Thank so you. other than that, um, let people know how they can find you and how they can connect with you. Okay. 
If you're looking to find me, I'm on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram at Simply Alita. Simply S I M P L Y Alita A L E T E. If you have questions, my DMs are always open. I answer them freely. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for your time. We up out of here. Peace. Thank you. Bye.